0: Hello everybody, and indeed welcome to another edition of the Chicago Tony V Show. Specifically, welcome to episode 218 for Monday, December 20th, 2021. This rot gut year is almost over. And for you procrastinators out there, I hate to tell you, we got five days left till Christmas. If you're anything like me, you're sweating bullets. I'm I'm horribly unprepared. And I don't have any friends or family to buy for. And I'm still horribly unprepared. I'm nervous about it. We'll we'll get her done, I suppose. We'll get her done. But five days left. I don't know if you guys have noticed. The roadways. Have you noticed traffic picking up? Right? Everyone everyone has to uh, run over to Best Buy to get the next uh, electronic tchotchke for stocking stuffers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The traffic is building, and the nerves are building as well. Temper's people's tempers. I've, I'm seeing. I feel like I'm seeing people on the brink of road rage. A little bit of road rage. It's it's a little bit concerning. We'll get through it, but uh, thank God there's there's been no snow on the ground. You know, I think if you mix in road rage, people rushing. Uh, You know, they got to get their shopping done. And if we had unsafe roads, I think that would be a recipe for disaster. I have no idea what our friends up way up north, how they get through this shit. Maybe that sort of thing has caused them to uh, pre-plan. Get in the habit of pre-planning. I'm not sure. Anyway, I don't know about you guys, but I'll be happy when it's all done. Of course, on Christmas Day... I'm heading south. I'm I'm in search of some vitamin D. I'm going to be hitting the beaches of uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. That's going to be a long drive from, for me, you know, from Sheboygan. That's a long way. But I'm committed. It's going to be a great time. I need a road trip. And you guys, uh, you... You saw my video the other day, I want more adventure in my life, that sort of thing. I am going to be bringing some camera equipment, a little bit, and we'll see what I can videotape of my exploits. I suppose it would be boring to see a bunch of video of me driving. (laughs) That's mostly what this trip is going to be, but surely something interesting will happen. Something interesting will happen. Speaking of something interesting, I, I have something interesting to talk about this morning. Before I get into that, I want to say uh, hi to all my beautiful friends from the internet. And hey, just for old time purposes, I'm going to give my disclaimer. I'm going to finally, I, I fell out of giving my disclaimer a long time ago. I feel bad about that. Everybody, I want to remind you, everything I say is allegedly it's for entertainment purposes only. All right. All right. I'm just another bozo on the bus, and uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cop to anything. It's all for entertainment purposes only. Um, good morning to all the beautiful VIP pepperonis I see in the live stream. This is wonderful for you Spotify listeners. Just a reminder, what we do well, the way I do this, I record the podcast via live stream. That way, I can interact with all my beautiful friends. They're in the comment section right now. We've all become friends over this crazy uh, live streaming technology. It's really kind of weird how that worked. I'm talking about people like the Chicago Tank, who has the gold medal podium finish this morning. I'm talking about our dear Amber Glow 11. Amber is a sweetheart. She's in the silver medal position. Oh, and we have Lady Letter Carrier in the bronze medal position. Very nice podium finish, you three. Oh, we have Harry from Across the Pond. Fabulous. Tremendous. Harry, I was listening to your award multiple award winning podcast, Gamers Watch. I was listening uh, again over the weekend here and there. Those guys do such a great job. It's fun to see everyone in the comment section. I wanted to just tell an interesting story about uh, about a call that I got over the weekend. It's really got my head spinning a little bit. I I actually think it's It's weird and ridiculous, and I thought, what the hell, I'll tell you guys about it. So someone interested in our show reached out with basically, uh, let's call it a pitch, right? A vision for the future of the Chicago Tony V Show and Pepperoni Nation, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I, I, I thought, where do I even start? This is such a weird, such a weird occurrence. But I guess I'll just dive right in. Basically, the guy, the guy had done his homework. He knows our show very well. Rattled off some names of some VIPs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Made enough mentions of previous shows that I could tell. Okay, he's he's listened to the show. He knows who I am, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And basically, the pitch was, uh, "Hey, Big Diesel." You you have a golden opportunity sitting in front of you. You need to get into this metaverse thing early. Oh, the metaverse! Are you guys familiar with what the metaverse is? I'm I'm a, I'm kind of not. I mean, you know me. I'm not technically savvy. I'm certainly not trendy. I had some sort of inkling, but definitely after this conversation, I had much more of an inkling. And uh, this is this is the. This is the online worlds. I guess there's more than one metaverse. Did you guys know that? There are existing metaverses. There's like an open source metaverse. There's Zuckerberg's. Maybe technically the actual metaverse is maybe Zuckerberg's thing. But there are other competing versions. So we don't know which one is going to go big. But this guy, um, this guy told me. Let's see lady letter carrier says no sound frozen uh oh will you guys let me know everyone let me know how I'm sounding I'm sounding good to myself maybe I'm only talking to myself anyway this guy says the future of the show is the metaverse you need to be in the metaverse you need to get in early you're gonna be a metaverse millionaire this guy says now this, this thing, it's an interesting concept, right? So supposedly, I guess where we're where where the overlords want us to head, the direction they want us to go is let's just go ahead and cement never leaving our houses, right? Let's live our lives through this virtual world. And this guy explained to me. The beauty one of the beauties from an economic standpoint of the metaverses is, is you can own everything you can everything is ownable you own it if uh if you gotta if you fire up a little coffee shop in the metaverse right and you got artwork on the wall you own that artwork you own the uh you own the building the virtual building i'm sad, we're going through this and i'm thinking okay all right so i so I own a fake building. whoop de doo I own some piece of digital artwork that uh, only, you know, zombie batteries in the Matrix are ever going to see. I don't know. I listened. It's interesting. The guy was super, super passionate. Harry says nothing is ownable in the metaverse because it is tied to a blockchain. All you own is the right to say you own it. Maybe. What do I know? Maybe you're on to something, Harry. What do I know? Anyway, this this guy, technically, he's... Uh, I guess you would say... Well, what he claimed is, Oh, I have a metaverse entertainment company. And I want you to be one of my metaverse personalities. <laughs> you know? I guess this is probably... I left him, I think, unsure of what I was thinking. I... Surely, well, maybe not surely, but he'll listen to the show this morning, and I guess he'll 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 get to know my true feelings because here I go spilling the beans. So I would be some sort of personality in the metaverse, Tony. You not only could have your own nightclub in the metaverse, right, where you're the the star. I would be like the Rodney Dangerfield of some sort of virtual uh, nightclub, right? Everyone's always saying, "Hey, do a you got to do a world tour." Well, it turns out... It turns out I could just... I could just tour in the metaverse. You guys don't even have to get out... Well, you don't even have to get out of bed. Right? You just put on your dystopian... Slave goggles. And you'll just be in my my virtual uh, nightclub. <laughs> anyway... But it's not only that, oh, you could have, you could have, you could have your own neighborhood. Imagine, see, because everyone's going to want to own a house in the metaverse, this guy says. Yeah, lady says, would you tour as an avatar? That's what this guy was pitching, right? Now, one thing is, I did confirm I could have more hair in the metaverse, right? And I could, I could be skinnier, which, you know, really had me wondering. Harry says, ownership of NFT slash meta space is an illusion. All you own is a bill of sale. It would be like buying the Mona Lisa, but instead of owning the Mona Lisa, you own a bit of paper that you bought off somebody to say you bought the Mona Lisa. Yeah, I think you're probably right, Harry. This is the most ridiculous sounding shit ever. But it's like, you guys, no, no, you can develop a neighborhood in the metaverse. (laughs) And so... We pepperonis, we could all all live around each other. (laughs) Right? Could you imagine? I mean, I mean, you know, oh, Tank's dog took a shit on my virtual lawn. I'm pissed off at Tank now. (laughs) Yeah, Lady says the same way I could own the Brooklyn Bridge. Right, right, right. Am I? I mean, obviously, this is, uh, this reeks of snake oil salesman, right? You know? My spidey senses were tingling during the entire conversation. I actually can't even believe the guy got through to talk to me. He called the uh, show number. There's more proof. You guys could call me whenever you want to. Anyway, am I the only one that thinks this is a bad idea? I mean, did no one see the Matrix movie? Who would watch that shit? The parallels are unbelievable, right? Because you gotta... now. I, I, I said, so people would have to put on those damn... The slave goggles to interact with me. No, not, not necessarily. There are metaverses where you just... You do it from your computer a computer screen like you're doing now. So it's not all the VR goggles. However, however, uh, he says it's headed. It's all, it's going to be VR goggles. And then eventually it's going to be the, uh, it's just going to be the brain chip. It's like, how is that not the Matrix movie? Did, am I the only one that was traumatized when Neo woke up in the fetal position? He's some, he's basically a, a, a node of a battery with a freaking cable plugged plugged into the back of his head. I think these metaverse people are just trying to get us to be the entertainment inside the matrix. I think that's what's being pitched. Idiocracy 1984 says we are he- headed into the matrix. The Matrix movies were awesome. I don't you wonder are they were they a warning? were they supposed to entice us into this thing? I'm kind of unclear. I'm unclear on that, but I mean if I were to buy into this it would so go against really my own wiring. I would be like the Pied Piper leading people to a horrific future. I don't want to I don't want to play a part in that. Harry says, NFTs are Avon selling for frat boys. (laughs) Could be. I just don't know who in their right mind would think this is a good idea. The whole premise. Now, I understand, right, that this is just the next thing that a lot of people will get enticed by this idea of, oh, my gosh, that's where the money's going. You know, there's money to be made here. And that works for a bunch of people, but what a weird ass premise. Aren't there other ways they can they can you know scam people out of out of their money? <laughs> I don't know. Idiocracy, I suppose. See, how are they gonna pull off Chicago pizza in the uh in the Matrix? I'm sure they'll get there. Once they're wired into our brains. They could just convince us, you just ate a deep dish. I wonder if it would give me virtual heartburn. I wonder about that. I I must admit, if I'm being honest with myself, this idea of being more interactive with you guys and all that stuff and having a, I'm always wishing we could, you know, get together and all that stuff. And we do from time to time. And we will be doing much more. But um, it's like at at what price? At what price? Oh, Harry has an interesting one. He says, our episode that comes out later today, we spoke with a game developer about the rise of NFTs and he said some terrifying stuff about how it works. I have no doubt that it's terrifying. If people don't have their spidey senses tingling from this thing, I don't know what to tell you. It just seems weird. I'm going the other way. I want to just go live in the woods. I want to leave all my electronics behind. I'll be like the uh, Howard Hughes of podcasting, right? I want to grow my toenails long. Idiocracy says you're drinking coffee and I haven't slept yet. Where are you? uh, Where are you? What time is it where you're at? That's probably bad grammar. Where you're at. Tank has his music homework. Let's see what it is. He says, today's music homework is Eric Clapton, Layla, Unplugged. I like it. The Clapton Unplugged, I really think, is what cemented the whole Unplugged platform. Once uh, Clapton did Unplugged, it's like, oh, I get it. This is awesome. Good luck with the future in-laws tonight. Don't overthink it. Yeah, this NFT is, uh, it really does seem cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. It's, uh, It's weird. And it was very weird in my real life to get, you know, a pitch from someone now. It just really makes me wonder what's coming down the pike, like, Am I going to get, am I, are people going to start tapping me on the shoulder with this horse shit? Harry says, the premise of MS, uh, NFTs, is that what they're called? NFTs. Is that you make money through digital scarcity. They create false scarcity of easily produced content and then sell it to people who want it more than you. It is a completely unregulated global Ponzi. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. And it's funny if I look at it from that perspective, right? How many people are clamoring, right? For ownership of, uh, of my podcast episodes here in the real world. Nobody. <laughs> so why would it somehow become so valuable in the virtual world? You know, it's just weird to me. But I think we need to put on rinse and repeat. Just that scene of Neo waking up and getting flushed on that thing. just Do you remember how shocking that moment was? It's like, holy shit. Everything I thought I knew is untrue. I'll be totally honest. Every once in a while, I wonder, are we are we already there? <laughs> I've talked before on the show about... Sometimes I'm wondering, are you guys real? I know for a fact lady, letter carrier is real. That's really the only pepperoni that I can absolutely verify. You know? I gave her a hug and then she shook my hand. It was very weird, but it was real. Fake shit for sale, says Tank. Yep, it's weird times that we live in. It's weird times that we live in. I could, uh, I really had the feeling, I mean, uh, very early on that this dude was, you know, I went through that. How did this guy even, how did he get my number? Oh, okay. You watch the show. Okay. I get it. But he seemed like a total shyster, but I have no doubt. I have no doubt that there are people that are going to be like, yes, two thumbs up. Let's go. Let's go make our, uh, whatever. Let's go become Ethereum millionaires. Harry says the Matrix film created 100,000 NFTs to support the movie and within a day or two Ethereum NFT was going for 800 Ethereum and then Reeves laughed about how stupid those people were (laughs) yeah this is all the tulip bulb thing right that to me is the most infamous kind of Ponzi scheme get rich quick deal And i just feel like everywhere you look there's one of those tulip bulb things now it kind of seems like bitcoin is here to stay doesn't it and with this whole uh i believe it's ethereum yes that the whole uh uh what do we uh, the the whole metaverse is built on right ethereum so does that mean ethereum's here to stay i don't really know it's all weird lady i'm just messing with you she says she's still embarrassed about the hug and then the handshake (laughs) i'm just messing with you lady i mean let's face it it is it is weird to especially since you really hadn't been following me that long it was like two weeks you had to just be like what is going on who is this guy what is he all about Yeah, Tank, Tank really nail, nails it, I think. Tank says, I want shit I can touch, not fake shit. Right. That's where I'm at. But I think, uh, especially for the younger people, I, I really worry about the younger people. I'm going to sound so... It's, I'm such an old fuddy-duddy. I just... There are going to be so many kids especially who have no perspective whatsoever they have no life experience and this is going to make perfect sense to them they're just going to think yes absolutely there's already I believe a dearth of youngsters who have just decided hey I'm not going to work I don't have to work or I'm only going to work at a job that I that is worthy of me you know Harry says, did you see the Bored Ape NFT that accidentally sold for $3,000 instead of $300,000? I heard about it, actually. I need to look into that. How can it, it accidentally sold for that amount? That sounds weird. So it was supposed to sell for $300,000? I don't know. You know, part of me says, well, it is early. It is early in this whole metaverse thing. So maybe jump on the bandwagon. I I don't want, now where I'm going to draw the line personally is I'm not going to do something that encourages people to put on those slave goggles. Fuck that. So I have no plans of, uh, you know, opening up Chicago Tony V land in the metaverse. They put a decimal place in the wrong place when listing the price. Oops. It's a game of inches. Game of inches. I don't know. Hey, before I forget, first of all, I've been I've been really kind of quite MIA on the uh, pepperoni Discord. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but uh, I've I've been so distracted with. Lots of other things. I've only just just kind of ducked in here and there. I just wanted to um, share. First of all, it was nice we heard from Jeffrey, the vet author, yesterday. Got on the uh, Discord and said hello to everyone. But um, it was just fun to say. You know, he was talking about he, he has a granddaughter now, and it makes Christmas more fun. I just think that's uh, that's really cool. I'm happy for him. He has a new house. He has a granddaughter life is good Idiocracy 1984 says I get it I have a 25 year career and can totally understand why young people don't want to play the game You know Yes To me that see to me that it's a it's a tricky thing It's a slippery slope because I think I almost feel like this is a bait and switch type deal. I think it is true. When society comes to these kids and, say, and says, uh, "Hey, you know, the old way was um, pretty shitty. It's a rat race. Where do you, re- you really don't get anywhere?" I totally agree. I totally agree. But my problem is they're going to be give, They're going to be sold this bill of goods, this vision of this glorious future. And I think in reality, what they're being sold is going to be hellish. Harry says, young people work longer hours for less money with no prospects. Yeah. My thing, what, what the hell ever happened to entrepreneurialism? You know, I love, one of the things I love is looking at old, old pictures. I'm talking about the uh, early 20th century. Late late 19th century, early 20th century. Look at old pictures inside New York City. And what you saw is streets filled with vendors. People that work for themselves. Dudes could support a family with a freaking pretzel cart. Or a hot dog cart. Or selling... Uh, fabrics. Everyone was so entrepreneurial and I, I think it just worked better and it worked better it was it had to have been a lovely time to live in a lot of ways. Harry says there is nowhere in the US that somebody on minimum wage can afford a one bedroom flat. I beg to differ. It's called mom and dads or granny's. Or whatever But I totally agree Young people need to be paid living wages I totally agree I couldn't agree more Idiocracy says young people need a skill set Yeah very true Very true I don't know it's a weird time It's a weird time Cost of living in America is $20 an hour, says Harry, which is lower than the, uh, minimum wage. Uh... Tank says, Nothing says making real money and spending it on fake crypto crap. You get nothing. It's like collecting baseball cards. They can say it's worth something, but it's only worth it if somebody wants to pay for it. Right. It's a game of, uh, musical chairs, Right. The whole idea is get out before the before the whole scheme is up. When is that gonna happen? Who knows? I have no idea. Um, I do know when the mailbag is gonna happen and that needs to happen right now. Mailbag. Um, I need to catch up on the mailbag a little bit. Let's see what we have in here. Before I start reading letters, um, any of you people who want to write a letter into the show, we love it. It's super fun. Use the email address V at gmail.com. It's fun. What I love about the mailbag, maybe what you guys like about the mailbag, I do not read these beforehand. Now they are filtered, usually by Becky the Money Penny. Uh, so we don't have crazy ones come in. But uh, I like opening these up and not knowing what they're going to say. It's kind of funny. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. First letter. Okay. Dear Tony, this holiday season has been a tough one for me and my family as my dad is failing fast with his mental capacity. We're in that stage where we're starting to think about putting him in a nursing home. He would probably be there already if it weren't for my mom there to care for him. This type of situation actually makes me nervous and thinking about my own life decisions. I'm a single woman in my late 40s, just too independent to settle down, I guess. But now I'm wondering, what am I going to do without a spouse or kids there to look after me late in life? Do you ever think about this sort of thing? This is from Kendra H. <laughs> so Kendra knows, knows that I'm alone. <laughs> That's good. Thank you for your letter, Kendra and uh, i'm sorry to hear about your dad uh i lost my dad to alzheimer's in 2016 so we went through several years of you know the decline and everything so i know what uh you're going through and i'm sorry to hear about that um so um do i yeah oh are you kidding me i think about that i think usually when i'm crying myself to sleep at night I'm thinking about that end of life stuff. I'm gonna die alone. No one's gonna care about me. So I, I honestly totally get it. The problem is Kendra. Like, let's take you. You're so there's just something about your personality where you you didn't oh uh, you didn't end up with a significant other, which is fine. And you're wired a certain way, and that's fine. And you're probably happy now. But then there's going to come a time where it's like, oh, shit, I need someone to look out for me. The question is, is it what do you do? I mean, do you do you get with someone now as an insurance policy, but then maybe now you're giving up some of your freedom and and some stuff? I think there's no good answer to this situation. I think you have to live your life. You have to trust that uh, it's all going to work out somehow. Tank says, I treat my kids good, so they pick a nice home for me. (laughs) Yeah, see? That's one way. I mean, people that have kids and, and, uh, you know, I think it's natural to think about, okay, how am I going to be treated when I can't care for myself? Gonzo Alcatraz says significant others are overrated. Certainly the wrong person that is overrated. Lady Letter Carrier says I'm going to end it when I get to 75. Huh. That's like 40 years from now. You got a lot of life to live, lady. Idiocracy 1984 says straight out of Goodfellas. Oh, because he doesn't plan on living long. Yeah. What is my plan? Day to day. In other words, I don't have a plan. Um, But yeah, it's something I think about. I think it's only natural. You're welcome, lady. My pleasure. It's only natural. This is a real thing. But, uh, you know... I think in a perfect world, you you wanna if you're if you're going to uh, take matters into your own hands, let's say, you want to do it on on the last day of of having your faculties. But the problem is, it's such a gradual move; it's uh, it's probably impossible to time it like that. So, I don't know. This is a real tough one. I'm going to read another letter and this time I'm going to read it off my, com- my computer screen down here. Dear Tony, how about them Colts? I was shocked by their performance against New England on Saturday. Do you think they could actually make a run in the playoffs? This is from Tom, Tom K in Lafayette, Indiana. Tommy, uh, yes, I saw the Colts game. I'm, I'm a big Colts fan. Peyton Manning, uh Turned me into a Colts fan, so I'm a two teamer now. I'm a lifelong Bears fan, of course, and I also like to follow the Colts. And I was very, I was very shocked by their performance against against the Patriots. Bill Belichick is such a freaking good coach. I, you know, he has that team playing. He's 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 got a bunch of nobodies essentially. And they're playing great, of course, as you would expect, young quarterback. But I was very surprised by the Colts' performance. I thought they did very well. And uh, I think they're going to be a dangerous team in the playoffs. I mean, what do they say? A team that can run the ball? Holy hell. There's no one running the ball better than the Colts. Cheap sunglasses. 99 says that's a Chicago hat. On my head, you're talking about? Or one in the background? Ditka. Uh, This is actually a Dobbs of New York hat. That's where I get all these straw hats from. They're all Dobbs of New York. Anyway. Yeah, I thought the Colts played great. It was amazing. I think they're going to be a dangerous playoff team. On my head, why do you say it's a Chicago hat? You mean like... uh, you would see Chicago Knights wearing this hat. I don't know. The game is one on the ground. I agree. And defense too. And the Colts defense is looking pretty darn good. How many turnovers did they get? Like three? I don't know. They're going to be dangerous. But I don't believe in Carson Wentz. I think uh, I think that guy will ultimately lose it for, for the Colts. He'll do some bonehead thing. Guy's a turnover machine. All right. Next letter. I'm going to read the next letter up here. Big Diesel of Podcasting, or sorry, dear Big Diesel of Podcasting, I have a question about money that I think you could answer. Do you think that most first generation wealthy people became that way because they found a job or career that they loved to do? Or do you think they were money driven and did whatever job it took to get the money? Love the podcast, my friend. This is from Donnie L. from Boca Raton, Florida. Thank you for the letter, Donnie. Um, Interesting question I, I can remember I can actually remember a discussion I had with my dad When I was young Now, in my younger years I was uh, I, I was in love with music I wanted to be a musician, that's all I, I wanted to be the next Billy Joel, you know, that sort of deal And so I just That's all I did with my time And I remembered saying to my dad once, I said, uh, you know, I think rich people get that way because because they love what they're doing. And of course, in my brain, uh, it's it's like, I'm going to be loaded. I'm going to be the next Billy Joel. This will be awesome. Bring on the next Christy Brinkley. Anyway... And I, I, I remember my dad said, uh, he's like, mm, no, I think rich, rich people, they love money and they'll do whatever it takes. And they, and and that, including a job they hate. And I just remember just thinking, oh shit, that's not good. That's not the answer I wanted to hear. I will say that was years ago. I will say now, um, that uh i agree with what my dad said i think it's i think it's money driven people it's not i think a certain kind of person i guess it's the love of money you know which i don't really have that's just never been how i'm wired uh so people will suck it up and will do a profession even that they hate because they they want money so badly Idiocracy says I have the answer. I saw my father go from broke to millionaire. He found a move and built a huge business from nothing. That's cool. Oh, RoboKitty's in the house. Cat. good news. First of all, I uh, you may have just missed, uh, we had a sports letter earlier. So I'm glad. I was thinking to myself, Oh, I'm glad Robo's not here. But then also, I've already played your sound effect this morning. You're that big of a VIP. Anyway, well, that's cool, Idiocracy 1984. So your your dad uh, made go from broke to millionaire. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. Let's see, next letter. Dear Tony. I'm a bit afraid to ask my question because I don't want you to take it the wrong way. But here it goes anyway. Well, now I'm a bit afraid to read the question. Uh, Let's see. I'm a 53-year-old male with a wife and three kids. Our youngest is off to college next year, so we will be empty nesters. Upon much reflection, I think I'm squarely in what they call a midlife crisis. I feel old and decrepit. I feel like my best years are behind me. Every day is a grind. I want to trade my wife in for a younger model, but I know I've got nothing to offer a young hottie. My question is, do you feel this way? (laughs) And if so, how are you dealing with it? God. I hope you understand. I don't mean to offend by my question. This is from Nate G. Uh, Nate, thank you, sir. Thank you. Good job detecting... <laughs> you're going through this phase of your life and you're like, oh, I know, Chicago Tony is an old guy. He's patched his prime. Maybe he knows how to get through this. <laughs> Robo, you heard that sports question. I'm sorry, dear. Anyway, uh, Nate G. Uh, Yeah, I think for sure I've gone through... I mean, some would maybe call it a midlife crisis. I, I just think it's a it's a th- process of of knowing that you're on the decline. You're on the back nine. You can see the clubhouse in the future. You have much less time of life left compared to what you've already lived. Whatever that, so I would just call it aging. And I do think that it's a, a, a bitch. I think it's a bitch. So, um, I know what you're going through, I guess, in a way. Now, I, I don't have uh, a wife that I want to trade in. Um, I certainly, I certainly know how it feels like, uh, to, to maybe be attracted to a young lady and just think, Oh, well, that's, though that, that was the old days. That'll never happen now. I totally, I totally get that. Uh, Lady lady says, obviously, Nate doesn't pay attention to the stream. Why do you say that, lady? That's an interesting comment. Tank says, buy a Corvette and keep banging your old lady. (laughs) I would definitely agree that if you're sitting there... Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of, you know... Of leaving your spouse, that's for sure. So, I mean, I would say also, Nate, keep in mind, okay, let's not forget. I, w- I want you to take a breath. Now, are you getting older? Yes, we all are. And it's been my experience. Like I said, I think I think past 50, something happened. It's like, holy shit, this is, this is real. It's getting real, real. But also keep in mind that we are living in a weird-ass clown world right now. You know, um, for example, all the all the headlines. I assume Nate, you're like everyone else, right? And you read the paper uh, via your phone when you're sitting on the crapper, right? Just like everyone does. And I know don't, I don't know if you've noticed, but for the past two years, at least, but at least the past two years, um, the headlines are are simple, they're there to terrorize you, right? day after day after day after week after week after week after month after year um you know i could tell a story i was at a party this is interesting this is pertinent i'm going to i'm going to riff here for a little bit i was at a party over the weekend in the neighborhood where they roll out a santa claus a really good one for all the kids all the kids in the neighborhood c- come by and uh and, uh and uh get to meet santa claus our very own uh, audio producer lucenzo was at that party now they these these folks have been doing this party for like five years in a row and i so i've seen this santa claus five years in a row he's the best i've ever seen the dude is the dude is gifted and he's really really funny he has props he has and all the kids are surrounded and uh he he cracks jokes. He has this whole spiel. It's been the same every single time I've seen him. This spiel. For the past four years, it got laughs. You Want to know something interesting? This past weekend, no laughs. I was really, really surprised by that. And I think it's because we're all freaking worn out we've had enough we're sick of this shit everyone knows something's wrong but you can't quite put your finger on it right and just so people are just uh gaslighted everyone's been gaslighted for the longest time and it was really weird for me to see this guy i know the guys act very well i've seen it over and over and it totally bombed over the weekend and i think that's why Idiocracy says, I've given up on women. Too much drama for too little return. You know, I guess uh, I'm a big believer, Idiocracy, for what it's worth. Now, I say this as a single, a lonely single person. I've been up front that I cry myself to sleep most nights. Um, I'm with you, except I'm open to the possibility. I'm open to the possibility. Right? That uh that, that right person might actually have I, I I might actually meet that right person and then I, I throw all my preconceived notions out the door. And then I, I I curl up and finally watch Casablanca on the couch with a lady. Oh, a lady has a, a, okay. Lady says, why ask a question about trading in for a younger model to a bachelor? It's a very good point, lady. It's a very good point. I get it now. Yeah, Tropical Thinker says, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right. There's a lot of that going on. Yep. Have you noticed that they're trying to poison us too? (laughs) I don't think that's by accident. How many different versions of fucking cinnamon toast cereal are they gonna make before we get hip to it? They got cinnamon toast crunch. They got what other I I sent Georgie girl some pictures. For some reason when I'm in the cereal aisle I always think of Georgie girl and so I I will take pictures of the frankenfood and send them to her and last week I sent they got two two different holiday versions of like you know the toast crunch it's not cinnamon toast now it's I can't remember what it was I could look it up but I'm I'm too lazy Uh oh tropical thinker says Tony if the slipper fits you met the you met the right one that's it that's it <laughs> oh wait uh I can't read your reddit name is too long and my eyes suck too bad but hey bro same here crying to sleep okay we gotta stick together I'm man enough to admit it Cheers to you for searching for the right person yes absolutely yeah I'm I th- I think there are some people out there. Who actually would, they hate being alone so much that they would settle. They would kind of settle. I think that's no good for anybody. I think you gotta, you gotta really, you gotta really be all in or nothing. That's what I think. Let's get another letter. Let's see. Back up here. Hey, Tony. Big fan. Hey, I have a question for you. What would you do if you met a girl online and fell in love only to find out down the road that it was a man posing as a woman? This is from Aaron P. (laughs) What a fucked up question. First of all, how would I? So I would fall in love online. So presumably without meeting the person in person. And, uh, And then it leads me to believe then. So what would the process be for discovering that it's a man? This is a man, baby. And what would I do? Well, maybe I'd kick her in the balls. (laughs) I don't know. I'm sure I would be mad. That would be disappointing. And then I would, uh, I would break off the relationship. I'll tell you that because, uh, Because um, uh, I can't tolerate dishonesty in a relationship. Oh, God. Yep, here's how come all you faithful. Robo says I might be a man. I might like to find out. Tropical thinker. Is kind of, uh, I think, a negative Nelly today. It says inflation high, wages stagnant, people are overworked, can't afford homes or health care costs. We could go on and on. People are tired of struggling day to day, even though they are trying hard. I think that's all true. That's all very true. Yep. Let's see, what, how are we doing on time? 7.50. 7.50. All right, dear Tony, what is your absolute favorite Christmas cookie? I would love to try to bake it. Do you have any cherished family recipes? Maybe Mama V is known for a particular type of cookie. I just love this time of year. This is from Margo from Cohasset. Minnesota Let's see that's actually a really good question. I'll tell you this Margot um, I am I am not a fan of the traditional uh, like uh, frosted sugar cookie or something that you see on on uh, during this time of year. idiocracy be careful. I don't like anyone to cook sleep-deprived, all right? You might crash. Uh, I don't like the sugar cookies. I can't even think. There was a thing called uh, Buckeyes. Is that a normal thing? It's this round thing. It's like peanut butter fudge covered in chocolate. Now. Maybe a lot of people like those things. I actually am not a fan. I found them just to be too rich. I'm just trying to think of any sort of style of Christmas cookie that I can even remember. I know there was some sort of chocolate thing that uh, my mom used to make with like a powdered sugar whatever outside that I kind of loved. I couldn't tell you what it's called though. It's interesting... When Margot says, I would love to try to bake it, because my brain immediately went to like, oh, and like, bring it over. Like, I would love to try to bake it for you, I thought she was maybe getting at. Wishful thinking. Actually, I would hate it if someone uh, brought over Christmas cookies. Uh, That would be real bad. Tropical thinker says, Christmas pies are better than traditional Christmas cookies. What's a Christmas pie? Is there like a weird seasonal... I mean, pumpkin pie I think of for Thanksgiving. I don't necessarily think of Christmas for pumpkin pie. Is there a Christmas pie? Did I miss out? Good. Idiocracies never killed someone, uh, cooking while sleep deprived. This is good. Ooh, biscotti. Thanks, Mom makes biscotti uh, every Christmas. Yeah. Biscotti. There's one I never thought about. Peppermint pie. Peppermint pie. I don't think I've ever had a peppermint pie. Would I like that? I have this feeling that probably not. But you never know. So maybe. Let's go to another letter. Dear Tony, I'm a psychologist working in K-12 and I just wanted to point out that I see an alarming trend in the kids at my school. I track all the pertinent numbers on things like weapons brought to school, suicide attempts, and phoned in bomb threats, etc., etc. The long and the short of it is that the numbers this year are way up. And I mean, they are several, several multipliers of what I have seen in the past just wanted to let you know and alert parents out there the kids are not all right this is from Ed K from Trenton New Jersey is it just me or it feels like there's kind of a lot of bad news today (laughs) I try I don't know I think it's thank you for your letter and uh you know i i i'm conflicted you know when you do a show every day like i do it's really a long time ago i determined that i was never going to talk about this flu deal right because i just wanted to keep it positive but um i think i think in a way the the bad news right has kind of seeped into everything it's kind of it's kind of like there's no denying i still don't want to be a negative show if for no other reason than my own self-preservation i think i would i would just uh i would not be a happy camper if i just got on and complained all the time oh robo says it's cold out tony too cold everyone is miserable maybe that's it maybe it's as simple as that i i will tell you i hate the winter and do you want to know a little secret i don't like christmas It is not, it's not only is it even not my favorite, I dislike it. I get sad every year this time of year. I don't totally know why. Maybe it's that seasonal thing. Seasonal affective disorder, whatever, whatever. Maybe it's just cold weather. Maybe it's pent up inside. Um, Maybe it's, I think about all my relatives that I used to see on Christmas way back in the day when I was a little dinky-doo. I don't know what it is. But I don't like it. All right, Tank. Thank you, buddy. Tank says, Gotta go to my real job to make real money to buy real shit. (laughs) Very apropos comment. Lady says, Freaking little savages. Maybe it's up because stuff isn't local anymore. It's global. It's a global cry for attention. Maybe. let's see idiocracy says i remember when it first kicked off before it spread around i knew it was real but i knew it was a gimmick this flu deal the old flu deal oh here's another comment uh about uh say hello there from say hello there same here christmas is bullshit need to spend too much money on people you rarely see Good morning, Real Struggle. I have no idea how Chicago is this morning. Chicago Tank could have answered that. He just left a second ago. I'm actually uh, uh, broadcasting this show from Philly, as I do every morning. I had to flee Chicago like 23 years ago. It's a long story. Allegedly for entertainment purposes. Anyway. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can find a positive letter. Hold on, let's see if we got a positive one, because I got a skedaddle. Hey, Big Diesel. I was uh, reading that killings in your town of Chicago increased by 56% in 2020. I guess it's not going to be a positive uh, letter, is it? I nearly fell out of my chair when I read that. Is there any chance Mayor Lori Lightfoot survives this horrible track record and stays in office after the next election? What is your feeling personally as you travel the city? Is it palpably more dangerous to move around? Love the show. This is from Chance G from Sacramento, California. Uh, Chance, thank you for your letter. I sure wish Tank was in the house still because he would tell you he's in the city and he's I think no man of uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Oh, how is Philly? I don't know. I'm in Sheboygan. Anyway, Um, I will tell, I'm going to tell you an interesting Lori Lightfoot story here for a second. I was at a Cubs game a few years ago, a few seasons ago, and, uh, happened to sit, uh, behind the mayor, like, uh, three, three rows behind the mayor. Now, as luck would have it, they, there were, these were empty. They emptied out all the, the rows behind Mayor Lightfoot and her... I guess you call. It. I don't know exactly what the legal status of that couple is, but um, anyway, so there were no, there were secret service between myself and the mayor, but that's about it. So I sat behind the mayor at a, an entire Cubs game, and uh, something that was very, very interesting to me, very weird. This is unlike any other political figure that I'd ever seen, uh, or or celebrity that I'd seen at a sporting event. But especially politicians. I bet over the years, you know, whatever, I've been around politicians at events and stuff. What made her totally unique is she didn't interact with anyone. No one, the whole game. No one, no one came up to say hi. Normally, normally it's been my experience that these, these people have people in and out, flowing in and out. And they're just shaking hands because they're freaking politicians. She is an odd bird in that she doesn't even seem to have an ounce of friendliness in her. Like, I don't get it. I don't get why she wanted to be a politician in the first place. And then I also don't get how she actually won the office. So I can't imagine that she'll survive. But then also part of me looks at the situation and says it it almost feels like these elections are rigged. I have kind of no other explanation. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm just playing it back in my mind. I'm telling you, I don't think I saw her interact with anyone. And I saw her leave too. She left in, uh, she left in like seventh inning or eighth inning, something like that. No, no stopping to talk to, be no high, no shaking hands, nothing. This was way before this flu deal. Burn would have been working the crowd, says lady. Yeah, any any politician. You know? It's weird. She's an odd bird, so I I, I kind of think she won't uh survive, is my guess. Alright, it's 801. I have to skedaddle everybody. It has been uh super, super fun hanging out with you guys this Monday. Hey, so I'm going to, my plan is I'm going to do shows all week, even on Christmas Eve, Friday. So I'm that kind of guy. However, however, um, then the following week I'm going to be in Fort Lauderdale. So no shows that following week. And you know what? The big diesel needs a break. It's going to be what? 220 shows in one year by that time. Pretty substantial, so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to a little bit of a break. I'm sure I'll be in touch, etc., etc. posting pictures of me and my Speedo, you know, on the beach, up to the Pepperoni Discord. You guys can look forward to that. Anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure. I love you guys, and I like you guys. You're good people. You're good people. Don't, don't let anyone tell you You're killing the planet, okay? Fuck that shit. All right. It's been an absolute pleasure. I will uh, see you again. Same bad time, same bad place tomorrow morning. Here again on Reddit tomorrow morning is the plan. And uh, until we meet again, I want to remind you, don't take any shit from anybody, okay? Okay. Talk to you later. Bye.